heartbreaking every day. Not a lazy mom, got no time to play. Always on the go. We stuck on the flow, but it's time for the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Not For Lazy Moms. We want it all, we do it all. You know the routine. So I'm back in the studio with my favorite cousin, Hank. Hey, man. We here, baby. <laughs> Uh-oh. He ain't, he ain't saying I, I knew you was waiting for it. Telling the truth from the booth, though. You know yes, what I'm talking about? Yes, And we got the official G over here, Allie. I, you just used my... I was going to be like, I'm a G. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do it every time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> It's all right. For one moment to shine, I'm only still. <laughs> oh my God. And then my handsome husband. He's everything. Oh my God. Really? I'm really? not baby's pappy. <laughs> you know what? You can't even talk about anything serious with these clowns, right? So, anyway, we're going to have a, a guest today who I'm very excited about. She's like a sister to me. She's been amazing since I've met her. Dr. Simone of Married to Medicine is going to call in. And the reason I chose her, because, you know, we normally don't have guests on this podcast. We never really had a need to have a guest um, because we just keep it fun and entertaining. Uh, And then there's four of us, so it's kind of like overcrowding the room. But Dr. Simone is an OBGYN. And today we're going to discuss a very sensitive topic, um, miscarriages. And, you know, why is it that it's a topic that's not spoken of as much as it should be? Um, why do women walk away feeling shamed and disappointed? You know, um, we always feel like there's something that's wrong with us. We walk away with guilt and we want to just kind of have a conversation. Um, recently, I posted an article on notforlazymoms.com uh, and I entitled it Pregnancy After Miscarriage Frightens Me. And the reason I thought that it was such a good uh, uh, topic to write about is because I did not realize how common miscarriages were among women. And it was so therapeutic watching all of the responses come in. Some people complimented and thanked me for sharing my story. And a lot of people just looked at it like, oh, my God, me too. It's not just me that's going through this. So thanks, Hank, for burping right <laughs> in the I mic. I tried to move away. I, 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 my, my, my cough button is a mile away. You I, moved away after you did it. <laughs> like, like the was that your me. way of telling me to, like, hurry up No, or shut no, up? no, take your time. That was like the wrap-up music. Yeah. Listen, listen. This is going to be one of right. This is going to be mic. this is going to be one of those that I sit back and I really take in the information. <laughs> oh, don't try to get so serious. So that was your exit. The... <laughs> I, I'm just trying to stay focused on what's important. Okay. So. Don't try to get that serious tone with us now. <laughs> don't have, throwing that just voice on right, now. right in the middle of something that was like very serious. serious. Personal, it was you know? an accident. <laughs> That's my serious voice the whole time. It's my serious. Well, you know, leave it to us to always keep the 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 uh, the tone very light. So either way, we're going to talk about some serious stuff. But at the end of the day. We want people to walk away feeling good. We don't want you to walk away from this podcast feeling depressed or feeling, you know, even more into reliving whatever you went through. So hopefully we'll have some laughs down the road as well. Um, Before we have Dr. Simone come in, we're going to just, you know, have a little discussion of our own, as we always do. And um, uh, I want to start with Allie because Allie has shared some things with me and uh, a few months ago. And I want her to tell her story because we we just decided that, you know, it's time and, and she feels more comfortable to talk about her situation. And I think there is something about sharing that's very uh, therapeutic. So um, go ahead, Allie. Well, first off, I got to say that, like, in the beginning, I wasn't comfortable at all talking about it um, just because I feel like I'm still going through it yeah. because I'm not pregnant. Currently, but um, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like when you're on the other side of it, it's like easier to talk about almost. Whereas now I feel like I'm still like 
I don't know. I st- I'm still recovering from it, like emotionally, physically, I've recovered, but like emotionally, mentally, I'm still going through it. So there's still that sense of like failure, embarrassment, like not embarrassment, I guess shame, I would right, say. Right. Um, but yeah, it was, I was seven and a half weeks yeah, when I had my miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, when you go through something like traumatic, or when I do, I guess, I just go into survival mode. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't feeling any of it. I was just kind of going through the motions of, okay, I have to do this, I have to do that, this is what's happening. I had no attachment. And my husband was still, the entire time I was going through it, like still hopeful that something good was going to happen and and everything was going to be okay. But I already had kind of like checked out and realized what the end was for this. And um, it wasn't until I went to the hospital and they had to like make sure everything was gone. Basically, it was like a, a checkup. And the doctor looked at me and he said, I am so sorry for your loss. Wow. And that's when I realized that it's a loss. I didn't realize it going through it because I think, again, I just went into survival mode. I was just trying to handle the situation, recover from it and move on. But like I didn't realize it, it is a loss. And even though we didn't know the gender or have a name or, or right. we still had the idea of having a second, you know, when I found out I was pregnant, it was, oh, my gosh, we got to get this for the bedroom and this and that. And even though it was four weeks, yeah. but you still it's it's the loss of of that idea yeah. of having a baby, you yeah. know? Yeah. And um, obviously, um, we all know that um, uh, Ali's oldest son, Sam, um, and you actually told him. Yeah. So that was like, I mean, I felt so bad because he's so amazing with babies that I just I really want to give him a sibling. And that yeah. to me is why I feel like it's hard for me to talk about this, because I so badly want to be able to do that. Yeah. And, and you will. And I believe you will. Yeah. Yeah. How long has it been? Um, It's been since my miscarriage. It's been two months. Okay. So, yeah, so, well, we'll talk to Dr. Simone about this, but um, my doctor told me after Chris and I uh, had our miscarriage last year, he said, um, you know, you want two full cycles. Yeah. So that you know that your body's kind of ready. And then the next time you get pregnant, it's like your body goes into this super pregnancy mode. Like your levels are like extremely you're, high. And that's what I've heard is that you're yeah. much more fertile mm-hmm. after a miscarriage. But I will say that something that like, I feel like a lot of women don't know is that, I mean, I know for me personally with Sam, it was like one and done. Like I got off my birth control. I got pregnant, healthy pregnancy. It was amazing. So I just assumed that that was just how it was always going to be. Yeah. Right. And I know that you have like a similar situation. Yes. I didn't realize that there could be hiccups like like that this could happen. Yeah. And it's it's amazing, too, because you'll hear of other people's stories of difficulty in their pregnancy even and. When you've been pregnant and it's been great, it's just like, oh, okay, you almost feel like invincible. Like, yeah, that won't happen to me. And that's how I felt because I had Christopher. I mean, the first time I've ever been pregnant was with Christopher. And then the second time I ever was pregnant was with Milani. And Mm -hmm. they both were amazing pregnancies, labor, delivery, a breeze. I mean, Milani fell out, (laughs) you know, like she literally just like water broke less than five minutes. She's on a table like (laughs) here I am. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like when this happened, there was no doubt in my mind that we wouldn't have a third child at that time. So it was just weird. And it's amazing, too, because I remember the first day I started feeling the effects of a miscarriage. I'd never had one before. But I knew. You knew. So did I. I I literally, I remember it like it was yesterday. Chris and I were still living in Vienna. We were downstairs in the living room and I asked him to make me some hot tea. So my stomach's feeling really weird. Next thing I know, I went to stand up and I couldn't. 
He had to literally carry my stomach cramped up and bloated so bad. And he's like, you know, he's being encouraging and he's being positive. He's like, it's okay, it's okay. I was like, baby, I think I'm experiencing like I think I'm miscarrying. Like I was like, I, something is not right. I mm-hmm. said, I've never felt like this ever with any of the pregnancies before. And I said, this is just weird. So I went to try to go upstairs. I said, I just need to lay down. Um, I went to get up and I couldn't walk. Like literally, Chris had to pick me up and carry me all the way upstairs and like put me in a Did bed. You have lower back pain too. Yep, I yep. felt the lower back pain yeah. and it reminded me of almost like of what you feel when you're about to have contractions. Uh huh. Exactly so, what yeah. I felt. Yeah. Yep. It was like all of the signs were there and I didn't start actually like the 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 actual miscarriage didn't start to happen until two days later, which was two days exactly before we had to film reunion uh, for season two. So it was like, and then I was expecting to go there and share some like happy news. Like, you know, we're expecting and production knew that, you know, we were expecting, we were excited about it. And then I get there and it's like, yeah, now I gotta like either not say anything at all or, you know, I'm bringing this bad news. So um, it's, it's crazy because I didn't say anything to the entire cast, but when we had a bathroom break, Karen and Ashley and I, went into the bathroom and I actually did, I did share that with them. So they knew even back then um, that I had a miscarriage and I was like, I just, you know, I don't want to bring it up. You know, I don't want to dampen the mood and I really haven't fully dealt with it yet. You know, so it was, it was a crazy time. Um, So I was reading a lot um, of the responses we were getting from the article that was posted. And I noticed that most of the time women, they don't expose their miscarriage story until they've had a successful pregnancy. And and that's exactly how I feel. <sighs> yep. Yeah. And it was mm-hmm. like, what's sad about that is that however long it takes for you to have the next pregnancy and actually give birth, you have dealt with whatever emotions you were feeling all of that time by yourself mm-hmm. or, or just you and your spouse. But, um, but and, and no offense to like Chris or, or you know, anybody's spouse, but like. It's really different. You still, no matter what, as, as supportive as my husband was, I still felt like I was going through it alone just because of physically what's happening to your body. Right. Like my husband all day long. I mean, he was so upset about it. He was just as I know he was just as sad, but there's just a different kind of there's just a different feeling you get when every time you go to the bathroom or what, you know, you're just you're still physically seeing what's yeah. happening. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, even I mean, Chris, you can even comment at this time, like, you know, like, what did you feel? Because I know you were very concerned. You were just like, it's almost like it didn't even happen. Like he would like mention it. Are you OK? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I didn't even want to like really mm-hmm. even go into the topic, even with Chris, who I normally feel comfortable talking about anything. So. Right. Right. I tell you, for me, um, it was very difficult. You know, I was excited about, you know, having a third child. And then all of a sudden, you know, this happens. It was almost like it wasn't real. But, you know, immediately. I adjusted my mind and understood that it was real. So I started dealing with it from that aspect, you know, internally. But um, my main concern was worrying about Monique. She almost kind of blocked it out and kept it moving day to day. And that's what really worried me because I I was wondering, you know, is she just blocking it out and eventually it's going to get to her and she's going to have a nervous breakdown. So I constantly asked her, you know, was she okay? And she was like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And that's what worried me, you know, so. You know, just, you know, that you were worried she wasn't like feeling it, right? Re- dealing yeah. with it, you know, because at, at the end of the day, you were absolutely correct that, um, you know, it, it hurts, you know, from a male's perspective. But, you know, we can't imagine what you guys are going through because it is your body. You know, you're more connected to the child. I've never really met the child, but, you know, you have the baby inside. So, you know, you're feeling it. You're going through all of these different, you know, 
emotions, you know, the feelings and everything, connections with the baby, and then all of a sudden it's gone. And, you know, as a mother, that has to be hard. So, you know, we have to be supportive. You know, even though we're going through something, we're checking on you guys to make sure you're okay. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's And it's like, for me, it wasn't like I was hiding it or or embarrassed by it. It was more so like it happened. I didn't want to talk about it anymore. And, you know, if, if, if someone asked me, like, because we did tell a few people that we were expecting. So if they asked, oh, how's the pregnancy going? I'm like, oh, no, I miscarried like a few weeks ago. And it was like I was a That's robot. That's how you said it? Yeah, yeah, it was like I was a robot. It was like I really wasn't dealing with it. And obviously that's not healthy. Um, but, yeah, it was like my feeling in that moment wasn't embarrassment or guilt, which a lot of the responses I saw. It was almost from the denial article. seemed like. Yeah, from, yeah, denial. yeah. It was almost like, you know, I think most women, especially like myself, I'm like a control freak. I'm a perfectionist. And it almost made me feel like something was like something was wrong with me. Like I did something wrong. And it was just it was weird. Um and especially because I'm a pretty healthy person, um, it was just like, why? You know? And, that, and, and that's how I felt, too. Yeah. I'm totally with you. I'm like, okay, I was doing everything my doctor said. I wasn't having too much coffee. I was drinking a lot of water. I yep. was working out. Why did this happen? And I think that's definitely a question maybe Dr. Simone can shed some light on. Because I know my doctor said to me, like, it's nothing you did. No, you didn't have too many tuna fish sandwiches. Or, yeah. you know, take that hot yoga class. Like, no, it's it, it, it's not that. It's your body's way of saying, like, something's it wasn't ready, not yeah. right. right. Yeah. Something's not right. But I will tell you, like, two things that I learned from this miscarriage, or I guess maybe two things that changed my perspective, was one, how hard it is to get pregnant. Like, oh people gosh. just are like, you know... Oh, I'm going to start trying then or I'm going to in, in six months. Yeah, we're going to start trying for a family like you don't know what's going to happen. Like it really everything has to align like perfectly. Yeah. Right. Um, and then I think the second thing is just I have like a new appreciation for my son. Yes. Like I look and I'm like, wow, you are a blessing. All yeah. kids, <clears throat> all pregnancies. I mean, it's it's amazing. It really is. No, it, it's funny you say that because, you know, after having our first two, um, it's kind of like what Monique said earlier. You know, I kind of, I guess, took the third pregnancy for granted. You know, mm-hmm. all right, it's routine. You know, Christopher's here safely, no problems. Um, Milani the same way. So I'm thinking, all right, you know, now, you know, um, that Monique is pregnant again, like, I'm excited, you know, like, because I felt that loss that we felt on the third pregnancy. And now it's like, you know, I'm putting my hand on her stomach while she sleep. I'm feeling Waking the baby thumping up. around. Yeah, I'm all excited. I'm, I'm, like I'm, no, like seriously, I'm, 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 I'm like, literally like at times she's knocked out. My hand is on her stomach. I'm feeling the baby, you know, jump around. I'm praying over the baby and everything else. So it's like, you know, I took that one for granted and, you know, it, it was what it was. But now it just shows, you know, things can happen. So you never take anything for granted, especially, you know, a, um, a pregnancy or a child being born. It's like I've learned that I'm not, you know, made of brick and mortar, <laughs> you know? It's like, whoa, I'm fragile right now. Like, I have to be careful. Um, and then that's like a whole different conversation is then now you're pregnant again after experiencing that. And one thing that I saw when people were posting their uh, experiences and their comments when we uh, posted the article on Not For Lazy Moms was some people have had a lot of miscarriages. Mm. Oh, I could not even imagine. I mean, I've heard stories. I've I've read stories of people who, I mean, they were right at the end 
you know, eight months pregnant um, or even stillborns, you know, right at the end after they've bonded with this baby inside them. They felt all the kicks. They saw the, the sonograms and they've, you know, the, they've heard the heartbeats for nine whole months. It's and then, devastating. And, it, and it's it's crazy because they're sharing their stories. And I'm just like, wow, you are so brave. Mm-hmm. And then they're thanking me for sharing my story. And I'm looking at it like, wow, I was only seven and a half weeks you were all the way there. So I'm just like, we need to talk about this more. We need to be there for women and their spouses who are dealing with this. And the fact that people really did not realize, myself included, how common it is. How common. And you know what was really, I think, special to see on um, when I was looking at the Not For Lazy Moms Instagram with the article post, women who didn't even know each other we're commenting to each other, just yeah. supporting one another. And and I think you're right. That's why we need to talk about it more so you don't feel alone. There is a community yep. of all of us that are, you know, sharing our stories together because, you're, as you said in the beginning, it's, it's therapeutic and it's good to feel it and go through it. Yeah. And it's amazing, too, because I've had so many people say, oh, my God, you've given me hope with your rainbow pregnancy. I didn't even know what that meant. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> a rainbow pregnancy? Like, what do you mean? Um so but but it was just it was amazing to just see how many people had hope because of them hearing the story that I put out there, which at the time I didn't feel like it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how many people could you know gravitate to that whole um, experience. And they did. And then to see that, OK, she's she didn't quit. She didn't give up. She tried again, even though we didn't like really try. <laughs> I mean, Chris just like took advantage of me one night. And he, he, he did not My practice bull. discipline. <laughs> he did not get off of me. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go again. Here we oh, go. So, uh, but yeah, but no. So you know, we weren't planning, but it happened, and um, and and for weeks, for a long time, he was so excited, and I'm just looking at him like, whatever. Like I just, I could not even attach myself to the experience because. I was almost protecting my feelings and emotions just in case I was to lose this one. And and that's so common, too. Yes. Like, I remember somebody wrote that they didn't talk about it with anybody until the first three months. And then, you know, then they shared the news. But yeah. I, I feel like, you know, if I become pregnant, I'm going to be terrified. And it's like, how do we get past that emotion? So I just got to a point where I was like, you know what, I'm going to be positive and everything in life, there's a risk to it. There's a risk of me loving my kids that I have now. There's a risk of me loving my husband. There's a risk of me loving my family. And that risk is the the fact that you may lose them someday at some point. So I was like, you know what? If I can risk that and have enough love for everyone that's here, I'm going to take that risk right now with this mm-hmm. child I'm carrying. And if I do lose it, God forbid, at least I opened myself up enough to love that fetus as long as I could, you know? So it's like I had to kind of change my mindset towards the situation and just say, you know what? Love is a risk and I'm willing to take that risk again, you know, and I just pray that the end result will be a live birth, a healthy baby, um, you know, in the, in the third child for Chris and I. Um, so once I finally like kind of forced myself to start thinking that way, and we passed the first trimester. I heard the heartbeat. We had several scares yes, <laughs> along the way. Um, 
very early on, my doctor sent me to the hospital. I mean, not the hospital. He sent me to get ultrasound at eight weeks, which is very early for ultrasound. But um, he wanted to because of the previous miscarriage. So we went and the baby, I mean, the heartbeat was there nice and strong. It was around like 180. Like it was crazy. And it was so active. I mean, barely had nubs. I mean, <laughs> and this little thing is just like all over the place. Even the nurse was just like, oh my God, I've never seen such a young little like seed with all this energy. It was just hilarious. And we're like, oh my God, this is amazing. So we get excited. So then the other doctor comes in to do a further check and he realizes that there were two tears. They called it a subchorionic hemorrhage on opposite sides of where the placenta is supposed to attach to the uterus. And if that middle portion tear, tear it off, like if it tore off, um, we would lose the pregnancy. Oh, my God. And I was like, OK, this really sucks because the baby's healthy. Right. The baby's happy. It's it's there. It's growing. It's mm-hmm. doing everything it's supposed to. They actually moved my due date up by a week because of the size. <laughs> You're like, this is a big baby. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I have I, big old babies. I have them big old babies. Thanks to Chris. <laughs> so for all of those people that were wishing twins on me, I'm like, screw you. <laughs> I'm not trying to carry two of them big old Samuel's babies at the same time. Trying to tear me and my frame out. I try but, to talk up twins. <laughs> no, we ain't gonna do it. You speak it on me, it's gonna happen to you. <laughs> not the father. <laughs> <laughs> Who that baby pappy? Not the father. <laughs> but but yeah, so we um so we went from pure excitement and then a few minutes later back to fear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so like, wow, are you kidding me? So at that point at eight weeks, my doctor is like, you know what? All of that weight training you've been doing, nope, gotta stop it. Can't do that anymore. Oh yeah, that sex shop been having, nope, can't have sex. And that just um, really killed me. <laughs> oh my god. All that foreplay all day for nothing. <laughs> a mess. <laughs> well, they're still sloppy toppy. But <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, no more mushy gushy. Sloppy toppy. Not just like you saying sloppy toppy. No, I'm not. You I'm started not. it. I, I told you I'm serious. This yeah, time. whatever, whatever. <laughs> so, sure. so yeah. So he's like, you know, no working out, no sex. He said, I literally want you to just lay down. He How said, good you need- is that for your mental health? I feel like that would drive me insane. It was it was awful. I felt good for nothing. <laughs> I did. I literally laid on the couch. And like, she had a little a bell and she just rang that bell and said, I wish Chris, I, had a bell. I need this. Chris, I need that. Can you, give me, Chris. Can you give me a green popsicle? I'm like, popsicle. you rang. <laughs> I want yes. the popsicle broken half and the other half back in the freezer. And it can't be orange. <laughs> you better believe I was soaking it up, though. Oh, I told my kids. I said, look, this is why you were created. Go get mommy a popsicle. And I conveniently put it in the bottom freezer so you can just pull it open. What color you want, mommy? Uh, I'll take red. You want red? Yes. Okay, mommy. My kids were little helpers. Everybody was like, you know, catering to me. So that was Christopher, nice. don't you want chips? Or get mommy one too. <laughs> Christopher, he'd be sitting next to me playing on his iPad. Christopher, did you want a snack? Oh, yeah, mommy. I want a snack. What kind of snack you want? I want a crispy. Rice crispy. I want a crispy. I was like, okay, go ahead and get one. You want to get mommy one too? Matter of fact, you know, get two crispies and then bring me a bag of chips as well. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it worked out pretty good um but yeah so i just i just did what the doctor told me to do Mm. i took it easy and then i went back for the second um ultrasound at 10 weeks and it still wasn't all the way healed so he was like okay keep doing what you're doing relax let's do one more and at your 12 week mark 
went back at 12 weeks and there was a tiny little spot that didn't heal. But he said, no, you're good to go. He said, you were clear to have sex. You were, And Chris came with me to oh, this checkup. He wanted to make sure. Drove home fast. <laughs> he wanted to make sure. He's like, okay, um, when can we have sex again, please? Yeah, <laughs> it's that's been like a month. I, the main question I asked. Seriously. Yeah. He, no, he I made sure the baby was. was good. Everything was healthy. Monique's fine. But then right before we got out of there, all right, can we have sex? <laughs> and then my doctor busts out laughing. He's like, oh, that's why you came? He said, yeah, I've seen a lot of women that'll be, be like, they'll basically keep milking it. <laughs> like, oh, doctor said I can't have yeah, sex, sorry. Yeah, I'm not buying that. <laughs> so he came with me yeah, to make to sure. <laughs> oh, my God. So funny. And then, oh, another scare that we had at uh, the, what was it? I think it was the 10-week 10, 10 checkup. No, the 12-week checkup. Is it to 12 weeks? I'm, don't ask no, me. No, I'm sorry. I was just there for the checkup. Yeah, no, you came. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me back up. Chris came for the 16-week checkup. At the 12-week checkup, he was in practice oh. and couldn't come with me. So this is my first checkup. I went by myself to the doctor. Okay. And he couldn't find a heartbeat. <gasps> I was like, you got to be, I, I didn't say anything. I didn't cry. I just kept my composure. I said, okay, should I tell Chris? Because Chris, he is like very, you know. Wait, did like, they send you home without? No, he wouldn't. He called every um, radiology place in driving distance that would see me right away. Because he was like, I cannot send you home without hearing this heartbeat. He said, I think I heard it, but I can't send you home like this. He said, I want you to hear it for yourself and, and be for sure about it. Mm-hmm. He said, because, I mean, the baby might just be in a bad position where I really can't, you know, because it's small at that point. Of course. So, yeah, yeah. so I was like, you know what? Okay. Um, where can I go? I had to drive all the way from, I, I started out in Potomac, went to Fairfax, and then ended up in Cent- Centerville, uh, Virginia. So I drove all the way out there oh during rush God. hour. Um, they saw me saw the baby and it was so funny because as soon as she puts you know the image on the screen this baby is chilling mm-hmm. <laughs> had the feet kicked up on the uterine wall and then <laughs> had the arm cocked up with the elbow sticking out and the arm was just like this on this on, on its forehead <laughs> laying back relaxing just chilling i was like really we over here like going crazy and you just in there chilling. Like you ain't even moving around. Like, today. I can't even imagine your drive. Were you, cause were you by yourself oh, driving God, to I was, Centerville? I was by myself and it was like the thoughts that you like, just oh. everything going through your mind. So scared. And then it's like, nope. And then I had to call Chris and also tell him and I didn't want him to panic. But Which I was I just did. like, I'm sure you yeah, did. Yeah, did. And you wished you were there. Yeah, but I handled yeah. it better than what I thought I would. He did. Yeah, he I, did I, I stayed positive, but it was scary. You know? Oh, my God. It was so scary. Definitely I was just scary. like, and then just imagining like being further along. And if I did miscarry, I remember how painful it was at seven and a half weeks. And at this point, I was 12 weeks. So I was like, oh, Lord, I can't even imagine. Like, I've heard stories of people miscarrying and they actually see the baby, you know, like they see everything. And I was just like, Lord, I cannot. Like, I know you say you won't put more on us than we can bear. Like, seriously, I cannot. And I just tried to just shut it down from my mind. And when I saw that, uh, when I heard the heartbeat and I saw the image, I was just like, oh, thank you, God. <laughs> like, it was such relief. And, um, you know, it, it, it's just, it's, it's, life is precious. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it is. And it's, mm-hmm. um, it's amazing what we go through and how brave every woman is to even try the first time to have a baby. It's definitely being brave. I've never looked at it in such a light like this, but to be able to continue trying. I know a young woman who had five or six miscarriages. I mean, I'm talking about four and five months pregnant and miscarrying and she would not give up and she ended up having her son. You know, so it's like something has to be said for the strength of a a woman 
and then the the support that is around that woman as well while they're going through. Of course. I mean, absolutely. I mean, that woman, that's amazing because I remember at seven and a half weeks, it took such a toll on my body yeah. that I can't imagine at at four months or, you know, to go through it again and again. It's just, I Ap- can't imagine. After yeah. about five, six miscarriages for the, the women that are unfortunately that goes through that. Is there at a point where you stop because it's unhealthy, like stop trying to have a baby? I think that would be a great question for Dr. Simone um, when she gets on, because, you know, I I myself can't speak on it. Um, Mm -hmm. I know at some point you should see a fertility doctor, right? I mean, at some point, but I don't know. I mean, I know I think emotionally at some point you need to look at. Other options. But again, yeah, I don't know from a medical standpoint. Yeah. And I've heard of people who have had several miscarriages or had hard times and difficulties getting pregnant and they would adopt. And then no sooner than they adopted, they They would get pregnant pregnant. Yep, and have a full healthy baby. Now they got two of them. I've heard that several times. Um, I'm on the board of of an awesome adoption um, organization. It's called Adoptions Together. So we hear those stories all the time. And I've met several women who've been in that position Mm -hmm. and they would just laugh and they would say, oh, my God, we wanted a baby so bad. Couldn't happen. So we thought adopted. And then while we're caring for this young baby, now we're actually pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It was almost so. like it took the pressure off of them. Everybody relaxed and bam, there it is. Yep, stress. Yep. And you know what? I think there's something to that, too, because actually when I ended up, we were trying for a year. And while I did miscarry, it wasn't until we stopped thinking about it that mm-hmm. I actually ended up getting pregnant. Like, it's wow. just you kind of I feel like. I don't know. We got to a certain point where I was like obsessing over the ovulation sticks and so the temperature and this and yeah. the, I mean, it's ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. So you're trying to time it all up and sync it all up. Well, I'm putting pressure on my husband. Man, like, hey, just give them regular yeah. sex and it'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> and, and tell them don't pull out and, and it'll happen. <laughs> I know. Stay in there. There's nothing sexy. Like, all right, my temperature is ready for you. Like, you have five I mean, minutes. Let's go. Yeah. No, wow. I'll do it that way. I honestly believe if you think it and you, you try, well, if you think hard enough, and I will not think hard enough. But if you're if relaxed, you do it like hard saying, enough. No, not if you do it. <laughs> or long enough. I, I told you I'm serious right now. Oh, yeah. I'm, you I'm, have I'm, been very mature. I'm not going to get I'm you going. Right you're, right, you're right. I'm serious. All right, right go ahead, now. bro. Oh, he's no, so corny. But, he just likes how his no. voice sounds in the mic. I know. Seriously. Hey, I'm just trying to catch somebody's attention. But anyway, listen. Um, but no, seriously, I, I think that uh, when you're more relaxed, I think good things happen. When you're stress free, Good things happen. Just in life with everything in life. With everything, even with, you know, trying to create a child. Mm -hmm. Because I've been headstrong and thinking so much about not having a kid, and it hasn't happened. So the more you (laughs) think of it, no, I'm serious. The more you think of it, this this stuff happens, man. So, you know, thank God the positive thought. Thank God for Cousin Hank. Seriously. <laughs> and his perspective. No, I'm just I'm just saying, man. You know, He's so stupid. If it works for y'all having it, it oh works for gosh. me not trying to create it. So, you know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Oh my god. But anyway. Baby free zone over <laughs> there. Absolutely. No, yeah. but I, I did I did have a question for Chris. Um, mm-hmm. you, I don't know if you answered this in the middle of the conversation, but where were you at? I know. I no, feel like he, no, he tuned no, us all I'm, out. I'm After sorry. he burped, he checked out. <laughs> no, you, there y'all go, man. I, all right, I, I feel me pitching up. This is a serious moment. All right, go ahead. Oh. So, do you feel as though you handled the miscarriage well? Would you do anything differently? Like you think you were 
hands-on when you needed to be, asked the right questions? Like, did you do everything that you think you could do while she was going through what she was going through? I, I definitely think so. Um, you know, just try to be supportive. Um, if she wanted to talk about it, I was there always to talk about it. And um, you know, uh, you know, Chris I'm, is you know, Chris is perfect. <laughs> he always duh, handles things the right way. Duh. But um, so now we have with us the the woman of the hour. We've been waiting to talk to Dr. Simone of Married to Medicine. How you doing today, sis? <laughs> I am doing great. Happy to be talking to you. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You're here with uh, cousin Hank. Hey, Dr. Simone. Hey, cousin. My husband, Chris. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> I done gave him a job, Dr. Simone. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, the poor guy. The poor guy. I know, right? <laughs> and then we have Allie. Hi, well. Dr. Simone. Hello, Allie. So we were talking um, before you called in. And um, because Allie and I have both experienced miscarriage, so that's why we decided to, you know, talk about this topic and, you know, be open about it. Um, We realized that a lot of women typically don't like to share, you know, when they've Mm -hmm. gone through it. But um, yeah, I've noticed that it's been pretty therapeutic for me to actually hear other women's stories and, you know, how they've dealt with it. And one of the main questions we had for you was... Could you shed light on why it happens? Like, why does miscarriage happen and why is it so common? So miscarriages happen, especially in the first trimester, about 25, 30 percent of the time. Um, The assumption is most of those are related to chromosomal mishaps. In other words, the chromosomes from mother's egg and dad's sperm does not match up perfectly. And because of the chromosomal mishap is the most likely reason um, that the early miscarriages happen. However, miss, you know, they can just happen even with normal chromosomes. And there's nothing that the mother does that makes her miscarry. So it's not anything she ate, not anything she drank. It's not any activity that she did that brought the miscarriage on because a lot of women will have a lot of self-blame when they have a miscarriage wow and i'm so glad you said that because that's actually one of the topics we were covering is is why people don't like to share their experience and i was saying Mm -hmm. for me i'm such a perfectionist i'm such an overachiever ocd you know and i felt like i failed you know like and i didn't want to talk about it Right. Yeah. You were not the reason that you had a miscarriage. Now, certainly there are factors that increase uh, miscarriage in the first trimester of pregnancy, uncontrolled hypertension, uncontrolled diabetes. Mm. Um, There are certain uh, genetic disorders that would predispose a woman to early miscarriage. But the normal woman with the normal risk factors, she didn't cause her miscarriage. Um, Obviously, if you're a smoker in the first trimester, you would have a higher risk of miscarrying than a a non-smoker. Can can I ask you? What what about alcohol, drinking alcohol? 
So alcohol by itself, especially if you are um, an average alcohol drinker and you have, you know, three or four drinks a week, that is not going to cause you to have a miscarriage. Right, And the reason why I ask is sometimes, you know, women are pregnant and don't know that they're Absolutely. pregnant and they're still mm-hmm. having they drinks. You know? Right. That's right. right. And if I can ask, right. if I can ask a question, because you said something about smoking, is that with cigarettes or uh, marijuana? I mean, the reason why I ask, I have a lot of friends. No, it's, it's, I have a lot a of friends, legitimate and uh-huh. you know, they smoke a lot of weed, and they said it's right. the best thing that they ever did is to right. feel that sensation while they were pregnant. Oh God! With that, I, I know. Come on now. So, well, the funny thing is that marijuana um, helps people with nausea. Okay. Um, that is the funny thing, but marijuana, the the use of marijuana does not necessarily increase your risk of having a miscarriage but cigarettes however i would tobacco is a known there we go see okay Um, um what i would encourage patients though if you use marijuana if you um drink alcohol i recommend to my patients not to drink at all at any time during the pregnancy because Mm -hmm. the pregnancy is the best time that a woman is willing to take the best care of herself so Mm -hmm. If she doesn't have a drinking problem, I ask her to put the alcohol down and just not partake at all. Yeah, it's amazing, too, for me, because I don't even have the desire. Like, literally, as much Mm -hmm. as I love my Camus, the smell of it when Chris is like, he'll have a glass of wine now. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. and he's literally sitting next to me and the smell of the wine in his glass turns me completely off. Mm. And then even off it, even on his breath, like (laughs) so many times, I'm like, oh, my God, like, baby, can you breathe over there? (laughs) You say one dot. I said, don't blow your wine breath on her, please. I know. If I, if I got any hopes of getting in it at night, I can't drink, I guess. No, so let, right. me, let me ask you this, and I'm, I'm being all serious. What about rough sex? Would that increase the chances of a miscarriage? No. <laughs> no I'm just being for real. I'm, I'm being honest. Like, because sometimes you want to get that thing instead of just lay up in that thing. You know what? No, that's a good question because my husband really has like a fear, yeah. like that he would like hurt something. He might yes, something that's a good question. We got to be a big boy, but you know, if you're a little boy, you can do what the hell you want to do. After Doctor Simone answered his well, questions, I got something to say to that. <laughs> Hopefully with the rough sex, you are not hurting her. I once saw a patient have to come into labor and delivery with a huge vulvar hematoma, a blood vessel burst under the lip of the vagina. Oh, my God. Was that that big word you just... It it was awful, but that came from rough sex. Oh, my God. And And he had to be a big boy. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. I mean, oh, I don't care. If you're a little boy and you're up in that one, you, ain't, rough you sex, ain't hurting nothing. She's you like, ain't hurting nothing. Yeah. He's like, boy, you just you just tickling me right now. Yeah, but if you're a big boy with rough sex, yeah, you better be careful. No, you know what's now, crazy? Chris, I'm starting to have hot flashes with these questions. Oh, Lord, Jesus, let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my no, god no no but I, I was being serious i know we're having fun with it but um i mean that's yeah. a legitimate question that you know i think that a lot of people 
will get positive feedback. From. It is too well, because what I tell a woman is that the penis bumping against the cervix can cause spotting or bleeding, especially in the first trimester. And a lot of times, if we see spotting or bleeding anytime in the pregnancy, I ask for the patient to refrain from sex. Mm-hmm. Also, the ejaculation has prostaglandins in it, which can cause uterine cramping. And so there are lots of things, whether the sex is rough or gentle. But what I try to tell the patient is anything that that does not hurt her will not hurt her baby. Because sometimes if you have small children, like Monique, you have a little girl, Mm -hmm. and if you all are playing, she might accidentally hit or kick you Mm -hmm. in the stomach. Yeah, my son, oh my God. Yeah, they do it. All the time. Right, but if it doesn't hurt you, then your baby inside is fine. Hmm. Okay, that's, that's good. good to know. That's good to know. Um, Dr. Simone, I have a, I have a question for you because I've heard mixed answers on this one. How long do you have to wait um, until you start trying again after a miscarriage? The old advice in our textbooks tell you to wait three months after a miscarriage. Right, that's I what I've heard. I tell my patients, to wait one normal cycle and get started at it again. Okay, and is it true that you are um, more fertile after a miscarriage? No. Oh. No. Mm. No. Mm. Wow. No. Wow. Okay. Nope. People think that and assume that, but it's there's no truth to that. Interesting. Okay. Mm. Wow. Well, that's good to know about the sex part because I remember when I was pregnant with Christopher, like. I had Y'all to like, have rough sex? No, I would have to like, Don't I would have to like strap picture. him down, like to give me some because oh, he was afraid. I was freaking out. He man. was so afraid. I'd be like, dude, I've never had anybody not... pregnant. Well, you know? I know, so and I've never been understand. pregnant before either. But I wanted some, and I'm like, dude, like, don't make me have to like take advantage of you right How here. How far along was you when it was? I mean, I was huge. Like, oh, my, no. I was like eight, oh, nine months. But oh, that's no. when you like want oh. it. Like, that's when yes. you start to feel like, oh my gosh, hormones are going insane. Yeah, your stomach need to blow up a little faster. <laughs> the other thing that you have to keep in mind regarding men and pregnancy, men are very physical and mm. your body is altered during pregnancy, especially when you talk about third trimester. And so weight gain, mm-hmm. a big gravid uterus for all of that, that may be a turn off for your husband. <laughs> Yeah, well. I think it's the He's visual. Like, but the baby's in there moving. It's the visual. Well, yeah, I just, I, the it's impossible it. to have sex with a woman that's seven months pregnant, not visualizing a little baby on your like on, on top, underneath. And it's it's <laughs> the visual for me. Well, Doctor it. Simone, I, I, it would probably be difficult for you to be on top. Well, well, yeah. point. well yeah. I, I point. just lost 30 pounds, so we just trading places in the, in the, in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> she getting payback. <laughs> no, he told me I look like one of them starving kids on one of them infomercials because I was so skinny and my oh, stomach was sticking out belly. so big. <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude, really? All so, she needed was to fly on her eye or something. <laughs> oh, my God. What are we doing? What are we oh, doing? let me stop, man. What are we we're gonna doing? Get <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, this, he normally legit. it's something you would say. 
He I legit told, you, told me I'm, that's I'm what I look like. Today. Yes, he did. I can't believe you, you just, And you know, especially with your first pregnancy, you're already going through all these body changes you never felt before. You know they be faking with those flies <laughs> on the commercial. And that I'm like, I'm looking at myself in the mirror like, dang. I, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, my stomach was so big, sticking straight out. <laughs> and, I mean, it's, I mean, Chris is a ginormous human, so he makes ginormous babies. Like, Christopher was almost 10 pounds, and he was almost two Ooh. feet long. Good Lord. He was wow. 22 inches. Came out three months. That is <laughs> yeah. That is amazing. Yeah, I always joke and say, you know, he looks like we left him in the hospital. <laughs> like, he was so big. Oh, my gosh. So, um, I know, Hank, you had a question. I did. Hey, so, Dr. Simone, uh, a quick question. I'm on my mm-hmm. serious questions today, so no joking. Um, <laughs> at what point do, all right, so, so say a woman had a, a miscarriage five, six times. Do you get to a point where it's unhealthy to continue? You should give up or it's just you should stop? At what point do you stop? After the third miscarriage, especially if they are consecutive miscarriages, we call that particular patient, she carries the diagnosis of habitual abortion, aborter, and she needs a workup because there are various autoimmune diseases that could be causing um, the miscarriage, but there could be a structural abnormality in the uterus causing the miscarriage. Nonetheless, with multiple miscarriages, she needs a workup. And when I have a patient who's had two or three miscarriages, again, especially consecutively, I talk to her about let's take a break. Mm -hmm. Let's go do um, genetic counseling if she's never had a child before. Mm. And then I have her see a perinatologist or a high risk specialist for a panel of blood work that we look in women who have had multiple miscarriages. So um, if I have a patient who's just had one miscarriage in the first trimester on the subsequent uh, pregnancy, as soon as she gets a positive pregnancy test, I will advise her to take an 81 milligram or baby aspirin every day until we get past the first trimester. Research has not proven that to prevent uh, miscarriages, but anecdotally, I do recommend it. Okay. okay. Thank you much. Now, now, question based on based on Hanks, can you can the three consecutive miscarriages can that happen after you have healthy babies, or is that typically absolutely? Wow, absolutely, it can happen after one or two children. I have a patient in my practice that I love and adore. Who we had two boys. And she had three miscarriages and she and I agreed that because of her increasing age, we would that we would stop trying. We meaning her Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, it is just a, a woman is emotionally devastated with her miscarriage. And after we went through it for the third time, I just did not want to see her devastated again. And we agreed that she wouldn't do it. And she came back in with an accidental pregnancy that stuck, lasted nine months, and we have a beautiful baby girl. So, wow. Uh, why it happened to her all that time, her workup was negative. I don't know, but certainly we can see it. Wow, that's amazing. And I know, um, have you ever had any patients where um, cause I'm, I'm, my blood type is negative and mm-hmm. Chris, his is positive. 
So mm-hmm. therefore, I have to get the Rogam shot to protect to make right. sure I don't develop the antibodies. And have you ever had a situation where a person has developed those antibodies and the body attacked the fetus? We don't see that um, in the private sector where women have access to medical care. Okay. If I were in an indigent community, that might would be something that pops up. Uh-huh. But when women have access to medical care, insurance, they we, we're not going to see that because a woman's always going to get Rogam at 28 weeks in her pregnancy right. or if she has spotting and, or bleeding anytime in the pregnancy. But she will receive Rogam again after the birth of the baby once the baby has been tested. Mm-hmm. So we're... You know, this is 2018. We really shouldn't see ISO immunization is what it's called, RH ISO immunization. We shouldn't see that in the private sector. And because I've, you know, spent the majority of time of my 20 years of practice in the private sector, it's just not something you see. Wow. And that's uh, that's another reason, like not joking, but that's another reason why women should know who their baby's father is. Because if their blood type is, if you're negative and you have positive, um, you know, the dad is positive. Yes. Yeah. Like that could literally. Well, so you guys have too much money. I was just about to say that. Know <laughs> I was just about type. to say that. Regular people uh, like me, know my, we're not knowing. I don't, I don't you should know. not. Yes. <laughs> the average person <laughs> doesn't know her husband's blood type. I'm a physician who <laughs> didn't know my husband's blood type. I don't even know my own. I know your blood type, baby. <laughs> the reason I know is because when I when I um when I got my blood work done and as soon as my doctor noticed I was negative, he said, You're B negative. He was like, We definitely need to draw some blood from your husband because if he's positive, you definitely need to get the Rogam shot. So, um, to protect, you know, the fetus. And sure enough, he had Chris come in, he did blood work for Chris, and he turned out to be O positive. And um and, and, and it's crazy because my son is B positive and my daughter is O positive, just like Chris. <laughs> so, yeah, it's interesting. But wait, I'm going to so- tell you, though, in the rarest of circumstances, why we don't routinely test the husband. Are you ready? OK, I'm ready. We don't routinely test the husband because what if it's not the husband's baby? Oh, he I needs can, to know. I can tell you a story about that. And the patient never reveals <gasps> to her obstetrician that her husband is not the father. Mm-hmm. So always, always, oh. as part of the prenatal panel, we draw the mom's blood. Always, always. Wow. If that mom is O positive or RH negative of any type, B, A, A, B, O, her baby gets cord blood testing. Wow. Well, y'all and need we to start find out the, the blood type of the baby irrespective of what the father is. Because wow. every now and again, what can Brown do for you? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it, it's crazy that you're protecting the woman in mm-hmm. that aspect. But really, you could save a whole lot of headache if you go ahead and test the guy and he find out the baby ain't his. Instead of waiting nine months, I mean seriously. Instead of instead of waiting nine months, and then two months plus after the baby's here, I think we just hit a nerve with Hank because he just too soon. He just he just Hank had a situation um, where there was a baby that was supposed to be his and it wasn't. Yeah, and Mm. he didn't find out until two months after. The child was here, so he's a little bit still uh, salty right now. <laughs> Hank, my condolences. No, 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 ma'am. No, no, don't do that. 
this it was a great day. No, I I rejoiced. I I took a shot and I was happy to be honest with you. I, I was cool because with it. of no child support payments. No, absolutely. <laughs> what were you happy about, Hank? Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna tell you. No child support payments. Yes. Not having to be around a woman that's uh, immature, definitely not responsible, wasn't ready for a baby in the first place. And was already yes. using the baby as a tool. Already using okay. the baby. Yes, ma'am. This is way off the subject of miscarriages. But what I challenge you, mm-hmm. two things. Mm-hmm. When you're in a relationship. It wasn't a relationship. Whoa. Okay. He so deals I'm, with randoms. Okay. Is, uh, is, uh, I'm about to. Uh, I'm right. I'm really getting ready to get on you then. Because if you're not in a relationship, you have to glove up every single time, every single episode. No excuse. You know what? And 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 this is what I'm, I tell everybody. Don't do as I don't do as I do. Do as I say, because at the end of the day, I preach it all hey, the time. Don't do as you no, do. No, don't do as I do, do as I say, because look, I'm going to tell you right. I might show you different, but I'm going to tell you right now. I don't. I don't went. To, I had episodes where, you know, the alcohol talked to me, and and I received the message, and the glove wasn't around. I, I don't do gotcha. these. I don't do these things anymore. I'm more mature. Gotcha. I'm responsible now. He Excellent. recklessly takes Excellent. down randoms one day at a time. That sounds good. I don't do that anymore. And then the next advice, the next piece of advice, Hank, is once you recognize that she is not the caliber of woman that you prefer, mm-hmm. let's exit stage left. No, now, so- let's. Stop getting the cookie. Stop. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you know what, Dr. Simone? Stage left. To stay off topic, it wasn't like that. It was a woman that turned me down two days ago, but we link up on my birthday. We get, you know, you know, drinks. And then it was a birthday gift. We had no prior relationship. I didn't know her, any of that stuff. So mm-hmm. it just happened. Yeah. But I appreciate okay. it, though. I'm, I'm going to take your advice. Um, Dr. Simone, you would need a whole different podcast topic with a whole full hour to try to get through to Cousin Hank. Yeah. Therapy might, with Cousin Hank. I might, Here is the thing. I live in a city where HIV is rampant. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. And so what I want to advise Hank to do, drinking, not drinking, celebrating, not celebrating, condoms should be in his wallet, in his pocket, in his glove compartment, in his sock. Mm. They need to be everywhere. I agree 100%. Um, and it's just a fact. Yes, yeah, true. I agree. So I didn't mean to get off topic. No, no, it's no okay. you're dead he on. People need it. to hear that. No, it's a lot right. of people that Yeah, a lot of people, not just Cousin Hank, but I appreciate all the advice. <laughs> and that's with sloppy toppy or intercourse or whatever. <laughs> I think if you start with no glove with sloppy toppy, it should end with no glove. I mean, oh. I'm just saying, but I, that was just me and Chris. We're talk. definitely not going to allow Hank to give our kids any advice on I'll sex. I'll tell you, I would steer them in the right <laughs> yeah. direction. No love, no glove, backwards, however it works. Yeah. Oh, my God, okay. he's a mess. Dr. Simone, thank you so much for calling in today. We Anytime. definitely appreciate it. All of the advice you gave us. Um, and yeah, you you definitely uh, schooled me on some things that I didn't Seriously, know about. Seriously, me too. So, yeah, thank you so I'm much. Very really helpful. Thank you. Well, yes. congratulations to you all. I Thanks. hope everything is successful and beautiful. If you need me to 
to come and yes. catch the baby. The oh. only warning is all my babies look just like me. <laughs> Good luck fighting with these Samuels jeans. <laughs> they, them babies be coming out Samuel strong. <laughs> Your babies are beautiful. Thank you, Thank you so, so much. much. Thank you. No problem. All right, we'll Thank talk you soon. Thanks. Right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We can keep going? Yeah, okay. All right. Awesome. That was amazing. I definitely learned some things that I didn't know. Um, dealing with a lot of stuff she was talking about, even with the miscarriages being so common and yeah. then how soon you should maybe take a break. And mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely um, all useful information. Um, wow. That was, that was really good. So, obviously, after all is said and done, you know, practice makes perfect. Get mm-hmm. back on the horse, you know. So just <laughs> enjoy it. Horse. Enjoy it. <laughs> hey, if it's not a horse, if it's just a little pinky, it's okay. It could be a pony. A pony, yeah. <laughs> a little pony. My little pony. You, I definitely learned a lot from Miniature this. Miniature horse. When it's all said and done, just like what Monique say, you know, get ready for battle and hop back on that saddle, man. So, I'm with it. <laughs> you worked on it all night. I, 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 I did not. You know, oh, you already had that in there. Huh? I'm, I'm serious. I'm a rapper. Oh my God, Hank. You Hopefully need to you put wrap on a it rapper. up. <laughs> oh, this is get on Hank now? Oh, that was good. Get this on a rapper. Ollie, Ollie, whose, whose team are you I on, Ollie? <laughs> She's Ollie. far away from you. you can't I mean, honestly, I'm all on, about Ollie? putting on a rapper. <laughs> putting on a glove. No love. Glove. Oh, no yeah. love. oh. <laughs> she rapping too. Go ahead, uh, Ollie. Uh, give me a beat. I'm okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she said, give her a beat. <laughs> Hank is in the house. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Allie. Oh, God. We'll save that one for. Oh, my God. I need some Camus to do that one. <laughs> so you got to get liquored up. <laughs> oh, my God. Everybody, go ahead and pour one for me, please. Because <laughs> I, can't ta- I can't partake, and I'm not even interested, which is so. Uh, can't even. Yeah. Just the smell. Oh, can't even do oh, it. Can't oh, even do Camus it. Bro. But anyway. But anyway. You know, months after I have the baby, I'll be ready to pop a bottle. Um, Anyway, so let's talk about some tips. Um, Our tip of the day when dealing with miscarriage is talk about it. Talk about your feelings. Um, Come to Not For Lazy Moms. If you don't have any friends that you feel comfortable talking about it to, you can anonymously, you know, post. um, Get it out. Just get it off your chest. And you'll realize that you have a wide community of women who've had that same experience who can understand what you're dealing with and what you're going through and can offer you, you know, kind words and, and you know, encourage you to keep pushing forward. Um, don't be afraid to mourn. It is nothing wrong with mourning. Whatever loss you're feeling, um, get it out. Deal with it however you need to deal with it as long as you're dealing with it. So that was one mistake I made, you know, early on is that I just kind of brushed over it. I didn't really fully deal with it. Um, so just free yourself, you know, deal with it. <clears throat> Um, what you're feeling is very real and it's common. And that was the biggest thing that I've learned, um, even with sharing my stories, how common it is. So um, don't feel ashamed. Keep your head up. If you want to try again, try again. If you if you don't, there's nothing wrong with that either. You know your limits. You know what you can handle emotionally and physically. So you make the best decision and the best choice for you um, and just take it from there. So. Any other tips? Um, I also think listening to your body, like when you are ready to try again, your body, I don't know. I know for me personally, like your body will tell you when it's ready. Like you'll just, you'll just know, you Mm -hmm. know, instead of, yes, you can wait 
three full cycles or one or five, whatever you want, but you'll your body will tell you. Just listen to it. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And if you aren't getting pregnant right away after a month, after two, after three, maybe it is your body's way of telling you, let's take a little break. Mm-hmm. Let's maybe do a cleanse or detox and just kind of, you know, get things back on track um, and then try again. So don't put too much pressure on yourself, you know, if it's not happening. Because I do remember several times where Chris and I were very irresponsible <laughs> after we had the, mir- the miscarriage and we still weren't getting pregnant. And I was actually quite shocked. You know, so I was just like, whoa, like, I know I'm very fertile and I know he is, too. Um, And it was just weird. I was like, wait, why why isn't it happening? You know, so I just kind of had to block it from my mind and just say, you know what, when it's time, it'll be time. And I need to get my body back together before we try to do that uh, anyway. So, um, fellas, anything? I just think the men need to be supportive, Um, even though you're going through it. As well, um, it's definitely going to take a toll on the, the female more so than you. Uh, you know, so you just have to be strong and deal with it yourself, but then also deal with it with your spouse and go through it and be supportive and have their back when they want to talk about it. You know, be an ear to listen. And, um, um, you know, don't just push the envelope and force them to engage with you about it. Just be patient with them and love them and get back to humping. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on our way out, let's give a moment of silence to all of the angel babies that the angels are taking care of for us on our behalf and all of the rainbow babies that came after. So and all of you brave mothers out there who have gone through miscarriages, who have dealt with it, um, stay encouraged, be encouraged. And thank you for your bravery. And thank you for sharing with us today. So take care until the next time. 